Hey guys, how are you doing? I hope you're basking in God's love. I'm so glad you're joining me on the Training for Impact podcast today. This series is titled Before You Start Dating, and this episode is titled Learn to Love. It's closely tied to the previous episode on preparing to be the ideal partner. I agree that marriage, marriages and relationships are really beautiful. But I don't think it's a happily ever after that's painted in the movies. I, I think all of those things are not reality and we need to stop building castles on the air. So love is deep. Love is First Corinthians 13. Read First Corinthians 13. Read it over and over again. Listen to a sermon series that talk about First Corinthians 13. It's such a beautiful definition of love. It doesn't say love is mushy, mushy, feel-good feelings. It doesn't say love is staring into each other's eyes all day. It doesn't say love is endless vacations. I believe those are part of it many times, but it adds that love suffers long and is kind. Love is not just a feeling, it's a principle, a decision to respond to people in a certain way regardless of how you feel. Feelings change, you know. You can be excited one moment and irritated another. I like to listen to married people talk honestly about marriage. After courtship and in the first years of marriage, you see a lot of things that you didn't notice in friendships, witnesses that could get you seriously offended, and you need to learn and remember that love suffers long and is kind. Love envies not. Love does not want itself, is not puffed up. And so there'll be moments where you feel like, ah, I need to claim my rights. I need to prove myself strong, wise, at the expense of the other person's feelings. But because you choose to love as a principle, you remember that love is not puffed up, is not proud does not behave itself unseemly, seeks not her own. You have to consciously seek to be a better person for your spouse. Not just expect them to be a better person for you. You put them first many times, though your heart says, please yourself. Love is not provoked. This is tough. Will you cope with your differences of thoughts, differences of opinions, strange attitudes, or will you be provoked? Love thinks no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. Love bears all things, hopes all things, believes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. I've accepted that marrying a godly man doesn't mean that we'll sink in everything, that there'll never be a controversy. No. Love bears all things, endures all things, means that there'll be things to endure. Not so. It's it's deep, really. We could talk about this for hours. It's so deep. But the question is, how can we learn to love? I have asked God many times to teach me how to love because it's not my natural disposition. It's not our natural disposition. Love is not a natural attitude towards people, but it's a prerequisite for a blissful relationship. God teaches us how to love through our cordial relationships with others. I'm bothered when I see a man who's so nice to me and yet so rude to his siblings. Because, you know, when we get married and all these lovey-dovey feelings of courtships are over, he will treat me just like he treats his siblings or even some other stranger, wouldn't he? And I know that there's a special love for a spouse. But really, I want to marry not just a man that loves me, but a man that is loving. 
So do the same for yourself. Work it out for yourself. Show love in your work relationships, in your friendships, to people that you feel do not deserve it. I've said this previously. How do you respond when you have conflict with your friends? Do you shut them out? Do you end the friendship and throw it down the drain? Or you leave things unresolved? Do you spit out your grievances and say, I always say my mind? Are you easily provoked? Work on yourself. Ask God to work on you. Secondly, look to Jesus constantly. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 18 says that by beholding him, we become changed. The more you read the Gospels and books on the life of Christ, like the book, The Desire of Ages, and good devotionals, you get changed. You see, the world idolizes rudeness and arrogance and lack of courtesy. And if you keep beholding that, you will become like that. But I'll say choose what you want for yourself. Do you want a godly relationship or just the failing relationships of people out there? If your answer is godly relationship, then let your standard be high. Feed your mind with things of high standard. Stop building castles on the air. Love is work. Love is sacrifice. Marriage is work. And you can make it worth it by doing it God's way. Let us pray. Lord, we submit ourselves to you like clay to the potter. Mold us into your character. Change our desires. Teach us to love. Link us with sons and daughters of God who are also developing characters that our, hopes, our homes will be little heavens on earth. We ask in Jesus' name.